something really bad happened. We were in the U.S. and uh, uh, Facebook basically blocked everything for us, all of our accounts. What? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Janky the Max podcast, where we talk to incredible creators and the even cooler creations that they make. Uh, today on the show, we have an entrepreneur who created um, Cardify or Cartloop.io, uh, a conversational SMS marketing platform that enables brands to build better consumer brand relationships. And, but before we get into that, uh, Glavin, what was the jankiest thing you've seen all day, all week? Jankiest thing all week? Hmm. Let's see. That one's almost a tie. So, I was working on a solar array that uh, apparently was having some water leaks on a roof. And turns out that it wasn't the array that was having a leak. They had a raccoon living under one of the solar panels. <laughs> That Wait, had, what was the what was the water from? The raccoon had chewed through the shingles and <laughs> to make like a little nest, right? So it had like a nest made of like all the broken shingles that it had torn off the roof. <laughs> and it was just rain anytime it was it has been raining the whole week because we had a hurricane hitting the east coast. And so like it was just pouring water into the house. It like pour, it blew like it it completely ruined one of the bedrooms. It had water coming out of the ceiling. The ceiling collapsed. It was awful. Wait, the ceiling collapsed? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, drywall that has very little structural integrity when it gets wet. Oh, for long wait, periods wait, of time. They the, drywalled the roof? No, the ceiling. Like oh, right, in, right. inside the house. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, what a mess. <laughs> oh, it was it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that was that was pretty. Uh, so we did a quick janky fix on it. We took the solar panels off the roof. Um, we was hoping that the roofer would get there at the same time, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. So we just had to put some metal flashing on there. It looked really janky, but it worked to keep the water out until the roofer guy could get there. <laughs> oh, oh, so you, just, you you diverted the stream of water with flashing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If it works, it works. And it worked. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, the Jay's thing honestly happened to me. It wasn't, well, too exciting. Um, a couple weeks ago on a job, I was, uh, you know, doing my thing, chainsawing up some, some firewood. And um, see, with chainsaws, if you, if for those of you who haven't operated them, when you release the trigger, it doesn't instantly stop. It, it does like a full rotation, and then it, and then the, the blade stops running. But it was late, and I was tired, and I forgot about that fact. And so, you know, I changed. The, I, I went through a log, and then I, I released, and I let it go down by my side before the, the well, before I had enough time, and it grazed my leg. But thankfully. Thankfully, it didn't, it, it didn't hit any skin, but it tore this really neat patch out of my jeans. And so, to fix it, I, yesterday, or a couple, couple days ago, I uh, I just used duct tape. I just duct taped that sucker out. <laughs> I, hope you know, were, I, I hope you were at least wearing chaps. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> 
Safety, safety, oh, safety. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, safety. Yeah, safe is another word for boring. But sometimes boring's okay. You know, I, I think, I think I'll take it with a deal with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Boring when it comes to chainsaws are a good thing, by far. Anyways, enough of that. Um, welcome to the show, uh, Lisa. Uh, glad you could be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. So uh, tell us your story. Uh, what, How you became a co-founder, you got going. Tell us, tell sure. us what you got. Sure. So, um, yeah, I got uh, quite an interesting story because uh, I'm actually... Uh, I'm an ex-medicine student, my med student graduate. Um, I started, my e-commerce journey actually started like six years ago, almost six years ago, while I was studying med, like general medicine. And um, how I got into it is because I uh, basically wanted to earn some money on my own, not rely only on my parents, wanted to be a little bit more independent because you know six years is a lot of years mm-hmm. and like no salary nothing was going to happen even after those six years was going to be like quite small and yeah. uh, that I, that was basically my yeah why i started and um i met my co-founder uh six years ago and he was already like starting his uh, entrepreneurial journey he had uh couple a uh, couple of businesses going on and he I remember he discovered like Shopify uh, one time and all this the entire e-commerce world was just like oh like in Europe was just like was just in the beginning like this mm-hmm. this uh, with Shopify and um, yeah I remember like at first I uh, I helped I started helping him because I I, I just loved like fooling my day with with activities i i usually i i just don't like to to just stay and do nothing and i i even if i had a lot of classes practice uh at at uh, at the hospital and then just had a lot to learn but i i just wanted to do something more and yeah basically i started helping him uh with his first e-commerce store and um yeah just for nothing basically just mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it so much because i all i've always been um uh, like passionate about about um, the online and the mm. computers and stuff like that. I've I've actually been um yeah I've been stud- I've been studying computer science since high school. So mm. going to medicine was not not something that I like dreamt dreamt of uh, since being a kid. I was just like I think I was influenced by some of my colleagues. I was it mm. was such a struggle for me like at eighteen year- years old to 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 know like what I want to do for the rest of my life because here in Romania you you don't you don't get to go, get uh, to go to college and just choose what what you like what you you would like to be studying and stuff like that you just have to to know at 18 years old like this mm-hmm. is what I this is these are my options and in Romania there are like few options yeah and the online world is is not very like uh, known and they're not very much information about it and yeah that's why like i i basically narrowed all my options to medicine and i i knew one thing that i wanted to help people and i thought this was the best way to do it Mm. so but um yeah like during these six years um yeah as i said so i i helped my my co-founder we 
and then I, I just I just figured like why don't don't I, why don't I make like my own store? And um, I basically am a fitness freak and I love to work out. I love like healthy habits, healthy lifestyle, and what better way to to start like my first e-commerce store than with an activewear uh, activewear store? So yeah, that was my first oh, cool. my first store. I I was so excited. I remember like learning everything uh, on the go and learning everything on my own and uh, talking to the supplier and brand, basically doing everything. I did my own logo. I did like the store, like, the design, everything. Of course, my co-founder helped me a lot. I learned super much from, from him and still am. Uh, but um, yeah, I basically wanted everything to be super quality i wanted to be actually like an experience for the customers and um yeah mm -hmm. i i tried to brand everything like I, I i remember that i uh i used to ask my parents for their credit card because please can i pay the shopify subscription please can, <laughs> I pay, can i pay my supplier and first orders and stuff like that so yeah they, they, like without them i wouldn't have had like those first hundred uh hundred bucks to start and um yeah but unfortunately as a newbie i i didn't really know what i was getting myself into because the active wears like industry is so huge and mm. like i was competing with with a lot of stores and brands and with my super small budget i couldn't really like uh step up my game so um so I decided to to sell my store because I saw a lot of potential in it. And yeah, I, I managed to sell my store and uh, I was so happy. I got like a, a little bit over uh, 2000 bucks for it. And they were the first like the first money that I gained on my own. And I, I was I remember I was so excited. It was like I get, I I just uh, had like, I don't know, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars yes. something like that <laughs> and then um uh i i didn't want to like to to give it all up i i the reason why i sold it it was because uh, i wanted to to do another one which had like a wider variety of clothing so i wouldn't have so much competition right and, uh i started a woman's apparel clothing store nice. and uh, yeah it like basically i sold like a lot of Oh, a lot of bags, sneakers. Th those were my best sellers, and some some clothing. But I, you know how like basically I started with drop shipping, and you know how mm -hmm. it is. It's you have to test a lot. You have to have budget for testing, and yeah. you you cannot have like all the products uh, as best sellers. So I I remember I had like periods of, like like uh some some months uh like some sneakers were were bestsellers some months like uh some bags some months like uh fur i remember fur doing super good it was like that trend with furs and yeah mm. um wow. so yeah and while yeah while i was working on my store i also helped my co-founder with his store and he had a men's uh men's apparel store which he branded and uh yeah, I was working on both and also studying medicine. And I just felt like I was drawn into this e-commerce world so much. And mm -hmm. I was feeling so passionate about it. And also, I remember that 
every t- every single day that I had classes and and practice at the hospital, I couldn't wait to get home and just open my laptop and just work. <laughs> it, it was it was a weird feeling because I felt like I I didn't like was on 100%. I didn't give 100% into medicine and I felt guilty because I always been the kind of kind of person who I, I want to give 100% of everything I do. Right. And I want to be the best at it. And, and something was just missing. And uh, then like in 2018, I remember I was in the US and I it was my first time and I was in San Francisco. And I mean, I remember uh, that that feeling that 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 city gave me uh, all all those uh, ambitious people and the the atmosphere like so energetic and every everyone was working everyone was hustling everyone was doing like wanting to do to do something meaningful and impactful and I I just it was a turning point for me I just realized that I I, I want to be doing this I wanna uh, I wanna do like uh, software i want to do something that i love i want to do something that i'm passionate about and i'm super skilled at it and yeah like well i i um i uh remember coming home in this was around yeah we we were gone for a couple of months and uh we we came back in october at the end of october and i remember i just I just knew what I what I was meant to do. I mean, of course, I wanted to like uh, graduate and not like just uh, just drop out of school. But um, I knew I didn't want to pursue medicine anymore. And I we had a lot of plans. Like we had we had plans like selling all all our uh, all our brands and and just mm-hmm. doing something more meaningful that would would help people in in a in a bigger way. Like uh, like a software. We had a lot of ideas like during these years but we didn't have the budget for them. So that's right. why we decided to to sell uh, our, our brands. And yeah, my co-founder uh, sold it first. So it was just just around the time that we got back into uh, to Romania, he sold it first. And uh, then um, in 2019, I managed to sell this woman's uh, apparel store. Oh, nice. And yeah, this is how I, that actually uh, my, co- like my co-founder journey began. And yeah, my tech journey began. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So what, what, what gave you, got you started into, um, switch from drop shipping to, um, and the more the, uh, your, your, uh, Shopify extension, is it? Or plugin? It's actually uh, an app, uh, like a okay. platform, like slash app. Yeah. You can find it on Shopify app store. Okay. All right. So how, how, how that started off? So you mean how, how we uh, came up with the idea? Yeah, like how? Yeah, so you 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 sold your brands. You went to to make yeah. something a little bit bigger. Yeah, what yeah, yeah, now? totally. So um, our first idea was actually another platform which we pivoted from. So it was called Relevon. It, I mean, it's still called Relevon, but uh, we pivoted from from it. So the idea for Relevon actually came because we were so frustrated with uh, our current email marketing solutions. And we wanted to to have something that was way easier. Uh, you that you w- wouldn't require a team for it because we were a small team uh, at, at back then. We had all like we had a couple of freelancer working for us, and um, we didn't want to spend like all our budget like hiring an email marketing agency or something like that. And we wanted to automate 
automate uh, basically our email marketing campaigns and stuff like that. So this is how the idea for Relevant came from, because Relevant is uh, an email marketing platform. But um, yeah, we the, the the problem was, and the, the reason for the pivot was that uh, we were too focused on the product. We mm. were only listening to our needs, like based on our own experience with our own stores. We didn't do like, a lot, uh, a lot of customer research. We didn't do enough like validation for each feature, and we we were too focused on the product. We were too focused on the design. We were we are basically perfectionists, and we wanted everything to look perfect, and we wanted to have a bunch of features before launching it. And this mm. was this was basically the problem because uh, one of the key takeaways was that. Uh, each feature we we should have we should have uh, like seen each feature as an MVP and mm-hmm. validated uh, validated um, before uh, implementation, yeah. and this, this was one of our biggest mistakes. And um, yeah, we 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 basically did uh, a lot of like in this winter, this past winter, we did a lot of like researching, and we were frustrated because we didn't understand like what what did we do wrong and um i remember going in uh in november uh we had here in romania in bucharest was a very big event one of the biggest events in romania uh it's like a smaller tech crunch <laughs> okay and uh yeah we uh we pitched there with relevant and we met some amazing people uh for example i don't know if you you if you know michael perry from shopify he was there and we we had a really insightful conversation with him and we, we had our eyes opened with all the 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 things that we didn't do right with relevant and we started thinking like okay what what could we do what could we add to relevant that would make it more valuable for for uh, merchants or what could we do like separate from relevant and we started like seeing a lot of a lot of uh, people talking about SMS marketing and how powerful it is, and uh, like the open rate, like 98% open rate and 45% oh, wow. reply rate, and like it was like wow, fascinating. Mm-hmm. And and we we dive deep into this channel and like we just decided let's just do it, but let's just do it a bit differently. Let's just mm-hmm. add a human approach to it. Let's let's just be the most friendly and personal and helpful as we can because we do not want sms to become like email we do not want to spam people Mm -hmm. we do not want to be pushy or or salesly um yeah so um this is how the idea actually came from it was yeah after spending like more than more than half half a year uh, on and relevant yeah it we just we just realized that it wasn't the the right the right um, approach, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. oh, yeah. and SMS uh, the SMS uh, market is just getting started. It's it's like the the merchants who are who have adopted it already are seeing amazing results and are basically crushing it. But you just have to be very careful how you do it. Oh yeah, I can imagine. So like SMS marketing is kind of a new thing to me. Um, what exactly? is sms marketing like what's that what's that look like how's that process go yeah so of course i i can tell you uh like how how we do it at card loop mm-hmm. 
So basically right now uh, we just launched like, oh, I think, I think this month will be two months. So it's one month and a half, something like that. And our first feature is basically a card recovery feature. So, uh, for example, let's say you browse, we, you, you go uh, to, uh, to a store online and you browse and you pick some, pick some items and you add it to your cart. But then for some reason, you just abandon your cart and just leave and I don't know, go do whatever. Oh. And, uh, oh, after, yeah. So after 30 minutes, you get a text. Of course, only if you, if you accepted marketing at checkout and you added your phone number, because we we are fully GDPR and TCPA compliant, because mm-hmm. uh, it's against the law. It's against the law if you do not if you send text messages to people who didn't like uh, yes. give their consent. So yeah, after thirty minutes, you will receive a text message from us saying something like saying something like, uh, hey, uh, hey, Glevin, uh, I saw you were checking out this product. It's a great choice. Do you want, do you need any help? Uh, how could I make, how could I be useful to you? Or we have uh, uh, different use cases. Okay. So, yeah, and and the, 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 the real cool thing is the, the customer can reply back mm-hmm. and we engage in a really really helpful conversation and friendly conversation with the customer, helping him whatever questions he might have. Maybe he has questions about the delivery time or maybe about a product or maybe about uh, issues with his credit card being declined. Uh, And yeah, we basically want to help him and in the end, like uh, pursue him uh, to, to uh, complete his, his purchase. I I just wouldn't imagine that that it's like a, Hey, you got a love. Uh, you have a lovely um, phone number there. It'd be a shame if you had to change. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, uh, no. no. Do you have like a chatbot that does that stuff? Like that interacts with the customer? Or do you actually have a live person on the other end talking? To them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually have card recovery experts. So real humans are interacting with the customers. So basically the merchant, after he installs Cardloop, he doesn't have to do anything else. Just come back and watch the dashboard. Wow. Okay. That is really nice. Yeah. Wow. So like, that seems like a quite the uh, additional layer of overhead. Is that something that you source yourself doing the talking directly with the customers through SMS messaging? Or do you outsource that to another company that handles the conversation with the customer? Oh no! Everything is is uh, in house. <laughs> in house, so like you, yeah. So then you have to have like a dedicated team to kind of keep up with SMS messaging with the customers there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have we have uh, like these card recovery experts who who are like distributed per store per stores mm-hmm. and uh, whatever like all all the data from the store we we see it there in our in our platform and. Um, if we have like additional questions that we we maybe we cannot answer to the customer, we contact the the the, the support team uh, directly and we get an answer so we can reply to the customer in real time. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's pretty innovative, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, customers, you would be surprised. I mean, we are seeing. Uh, such a small unsubscribe rate, uh, like uh, if you if you compare it to email marketing, mm-hmm. um, and uh, customers 
just love talking and love getting support, love getting attention and that personal care. It, yeah. Basically, what we, what we are aiming is bringing the in-store shopping experience online. Yeah. 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 That's that is really yeah because I mean what 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 psychopath can have unopened SMS messages you know like it just <laughs> bugs me. It must yeah, be and also, also what's really cool is that SMS is kind of like it's a balance between immediate and not immediate because you don't have to like you know when you go on a on a story and you start uh, like a conversation with on a live chat. You have to like stay there until that representative is active for you. And once you like exit it, there's nothing left. I mean, the conversation is over. Mm. And with SMS, it's like an ongoing conversation. You can reply whenever you feel like replying. You can text back to see how your order is doing or like with additional questions or, you know, it's not that pressure. It's not yeah. no pressure. Yeah. yeah. I could definitely see that. I've actually had a lot of ex- some experience with that. Um, at my current job, uh, some customers just prefer to be contacted through uh, text messages instead of just ha- having a phone call. Um, and, like, they tend to be really good about that sort of thing, too. Just, like, they really enjoy that being able to leisurely, yeah, just, yeah, well, you know, here's the thing I was wanting to talk about or these this solar option. And then, like, they can ask questions about it and post links back and forth to say, like, this is the thing I was looking at. Or I'm like, no, this is the one that you're probably more inclined to want for, you know, your installation site. So, yeah, I, I do, totally get the thing with the SMSs being uh, something that a lot of customers would prefer over traditional forms of communication. Yeah, totally. And also because it's two-way communication. With email, it's just one way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, email, yeah, yeah. Yeah, email on the other end. I have, on, let's see, on one of my inboxes, I, I think I have... Over yeah, well over two thousand unread emails. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So I always lo- I love asking you guys this question: What is one thing that people like mistake or get wrong about what you do? Like uh, like like your parents, your family, friends. Like when you when you say, "Hey, this is what you do." What is like a common misunderstanding? <laughs> yeah. So for example, my because I told you uh, before in Romania. Like this tech industry and uh, tech world is is very like um, uh, not so uh, not so known. Uh, we we have a couple of startups, mostly in Bucharest and Cluj. Cluj Napoca, maybe you've heard of that uh, town is called like a, a small a smaller version of San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, so those are the the towns that the basically startups and 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 software companies uh, are located but uh, other than that like it's all just um, the traditional industries like medicine or ar- uh, architecture uh law uh, law and uh, yeah just this traditional um yeah like industries so um my friends still think that i own an online store so yeah <laughs> Uh, they don't really, they don't really uh, understand this, 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 um, how, how actually tech works because mm-hmm. most, most of my like ex colleagues are still in medicine and maybe they're doing something else or just got some uh, like traditional jobs around around the town and yeah and also my parents don't really know only if I explain it to them like very very easy so I I usually what I what I say is, 
like, hey, you remember like going to that store and maybe then the not purchasing because you were waiting for for the price to drop and something like that. And then we send you a, a text and yeah, I, I, I basically explain mm. it to them in very easy words. But uh, some some of my friends still think that I, I own an, just a store. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. It, it's like the thing is, is that the internet is it's just so new and it's brought up so many things that just are not, are very hard to have a correlation. Like, um, I, I remember I, I, I had a, one day when I was over there for dinner, I, I was trying to explain to them how um, YouTubers and podcasters, <clears throat> not this podcast yet, guys, hold on. Um, but you know, how, how they make money through like sponsorships, right? Because they, they don't actually make money off of like the actual views or very, very little, you know, like if you have like, yeah. like a couple million views on YouTube and you have ads turned on, that's like what a thousand or two dollars, right? Like it's, it's really not much. And how you make money is sponsor products, that sort of thing. And like, it, it was just, it, blew their mind like what how is it is that legal I'm like, oh my goodness i know i know i know uh when i tell them like a little bit about the investments that are made in in tech they they are just blown away they they cannot believe it because here in romania like those numbers are way out of their their oh, yeah their zone so yeah yeah well yeah yeah i know it it, yeah. hopefully well, hopefully everything will be uh will evolve here as well much quicker yeah well yeah i mean also i mean i, I guess I, I don't i don't know what what it, the price of living is in, in romania but and there I, I bet things are a little bit more cheaper because uh well you have so much capital floating around like san francisco or well, california in general things tend to be yeah. a lot more expensive so yeah totally that's yeah yeah that yeah i know it, it it's it I don't realize, and I bet you feel the same way, is that non people who are not native or familiar with the internet and trying to like explain internet things to them, it's it's just so hard, you know. Like I remember, I was just I was just trying to explain a meme to to uh, to, to people, <laughs> and I went to a whiteboard, and because there's this whiteboard, as I went to a whiteboard, I try to like draw the meme and explain how it evolved and why it's funny, and I realized I'm just explaining a joke and that they aren't gonna get, and uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's a whole oh, different yeah, world. So <laughs> I know, I know. Only I would draw me. Explain it. Oh. I hope it was an original dank meme. <laughs> it wasn't even that funny. It was the stonks one, you know. Oh anyway. my gosh! Anyway, anyway, <laughs> off topic. Uh, so, were you, were you planning on taking? Uh, so you, you, um, you got this going. It sent SMSs. Like, uh, where, where are you at in like the development cycle? Or, like, is it completely working? You got an MVP out? Um, or yeah, yeah, that? it's it's launched. It's complete, completely working. Validated. We have over uh, seventy active users right now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And so you're just, right now you're just working on, on growing it, marketing it. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, and uh, we're we're working as we speak on the next features. Sweet, that is that is fantastic. So do you use like uh, do you have a specific uh, I guess development management cycle? Like do you use uh, Lean? Are you Agile? Um, do you just we are mix and match? Actually, um, so I'm not a technical person, but uh, our platform is. Uh, is in Python. Okay. And, yeah. 
Okay. All right. Sweet. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No. I. 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 I love. I love Star Wars stuff. It's so fascinating, and I always learn learn a lot. Um. So I think you're doing like ape testing, um, smoke screens, MVPs, all the all that all that jazz, trying to figure out your market. Yeah. Well, actually, I I I could say that we we are like already found product market fit or about to find it. But uh, mm-hmm. we, we right now we learned our lesson and we are always listening to the customer and what he needs. And we are building our next feature based to what our users are requesting and what we're seeing a demand for and what would be something that would bring a lot of value to merchants and something that maybe it's not yet out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listening is is incredibly important. And something I think um, Bethesda and Valve should both do, and um, <clears throat> Half-Life 3, am I right? Anyways, um, <laughs> so what was it like a big problem you've had? Big challenge, uh, big, uh, yeah, so this is some big problems you've had to work through this whole process. Yeah. So um, one of the challenges that I remember, it was when we had the stores and... Uh, we really wanted to to exit like the e-commerce stores and wanted to start building software but uh i remember just just when my co-founder was like in discussions of uh of maybe selling his his brand um something really bad happened we were in the us and uh, uh facebook basically blocked everything for us all of our accounts what? Uh, Facebook page, Instagram. We we had a lot of followers. We had a lot of comments. We have we had a community there, and everything was just gone, disappeared. Because, yeah, it was it was such a shock, um, and everything basically was gone because what they said is that someone reported our our store of selling like inappropriate stuff, but everything wow. was like. I remember that we sold like sneakers that were branded with our brand and and it it was such a shock because everything was just not true. I mean maybe it was I don't know who did that, who reported mm-hmm. our our store or something, but uh I've seen this happening a lot right now. Uh yeah, I'm talking to a lot of um pe- people who are in dropshipping and this happens to them all the time, but it's crazy. And uh yeah, for for I think like a week we were desperate. We we just we oh. we knew that we felt like every we are not going to sell anything anymore. We we are going to lose everything, and we were very profitable at the moment. That was the mm. problem. Uh, oh, the ads God. were running. Yeah, the ads were running so good, and yeah, we had a lot of orders. The customers were happy, and yeah, it was it was like one of the lowest points. But then we managed to did some some hacks and uh, changed our domain, changed everything, build another business account. I mean, yeah, it was crazy, but uh, that was one of the most challenging, challenging uh, times. But uh, I could say that every day is still a challenge because, uh, because as a startup, you are just a small team yet. And uh, you have basically to do, or as a co-founder, you have basically mm-hmm. to do like, you are every department. You are marketing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are product. You are sales. You are design. Yeah. You basically need to be doing a little bit of everything. And in this year, 
like I could say that I learned more than I learned in my entire life or more than I learned in those six years of medicine. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy, but this is the, 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 the thing that I love the most about being like a co-founder and just building building software. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's there's so much variety. It's so much fun. So do you think like, it, oh, sorry, that was my alarm. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, my lap, so you, <laughs> uh, making sure you guys are paying attention. Right. Um, <laughs> gosh, it lost completely lost my train of thought. Perfect moment. Um, oh, so do you think that like uh, reporting you to Facebook? Do you think there's like a a, a competitor like a predatory practice to try to take you down or do you think it was just like an unhappy customer like did you ever figure that out or do you still have no clue yeah we think that it was a competitor mm-hmm. well you know <laughs> yeah. i guess that, that's the point that you were successful you were you were a big enough threat that they decided <laughs> yeah to it, it was a good thing that we managed to to solve it and then and sell the brand so it eventually turned out great I would oh. say that the biggest takeaway in all of this and like the the most important thing is being persistent mm-hmm. because we had a lot of challenges like with Relevant as well. I mean, we thought that, you know, we invested so much money because we are still bootstrapping. It's mm-hmm. all, all, it's all our money. And, uh, we just thought like, what are we going to do? Like we spend right. all this, all that money, um, uh, developing the product and, Yes, basically every day is a challenge, but being persistent and not giving up even if even when you have like uh down days, days when you're down actually, uh and days where when you're like not motivated at all and, and you see a lot of obstacles and problems and issues coming up and yeah, it's just the the most important thing is just not give up and if you believe in the product, you're mm-hmm. I I totally believe in our product and I know I know we're on the good path. That's that's a good good thing to remember. Absolutely. Um, so you have you have anything you, any social media you want to plug? Um, we're going to probably put the the link to cartloop.io for those of you who are interested in SMS marketing. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to plug on the show? Well, uh, yeah, you could you can reach me directly even if it's not SMS related, maybe it's e-commerce related. Maybe I can help you with my experience, but, uh, what I would recommend, like no matter where you are in, in your e-commerce journey, uh, I'll definitely recommend adopting an SMS marketing strategy because it can really set you apart from the crowd and, uh, give you that unfair advantage because, uh, uh, right now it's really noisy out there because oh, yeah. a lot of channels going on and yeah. All right. Well, uh, th- thanks for, thanks for being on the show. Uh, we, we actually, so for, we, we got a few exciting developments. First off, if you guys have not checked it out, check out space roots. It's a new spinoff podcast. We, after having so much fun, um, last month when we talked to people, rocket scientists and such in space, like, wow, there's so much untapped potential here. So, um, yeah, we started, uh, New episodes launched. You can look in Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it's going to be great. We've recorded some good episodes so far. Um, and then part of that we have a, we just created a Patreon. We can help the show, support the show. You can uh, get gets a few perks. Um, and then next week, uh, I think is a great segue. Uh, we're going to be talking to a guy who has done a lot of marketing, um, a lot of experience in that area. 
uh, worked with multiple brands and companies. So uh, definitely want to stay tuned for that. And no matter where you are, what project you're working on, remember to keep things janky to the max.